If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guest and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to We're Talking Shift. I'm Lori Bischoff, and yes, it is that time once again to start talking some shift. Today, it's going to be me and my lovely show producer, Christy. She'll be joining me, and there she is. See her beautiful face. If you're, if you are not on YouTube, jump on over and watch this one on YouTube so you can see us. We would love to have you. Okay. So we're going to be talking about developing your inner power today. And, um, you know, like what exactly does that mean? Um, what are the downsides of not having your inner power or being tapped into it? Um, why and how do we give it away and how do we develop it and why is that even important? So I just think if you're like a lot of people that are um, planning on how you want to evolve, what is the next version of yourself going to look like? Uh, maybe you're trying to reinvent yourself, then you might want to make sure and take some notes because I think this conversation will help you um, learn how to develop your inner power if it's something that seems to be a bit elusive to you. And, uh, and when you do that, there's a lot of great benefits, but one of them really is uh, being able to experience a whole new level of freedom that you might not even realize you had been missing. So anyway, I'm excited to dive into this with you, Christy. I am too, Lori. You know, these episodes where you're just breaking down uh, a topic about how we can improve our lives, a mental shift or a health shift are some of my favorites. So I can't wait to see uh, what you have in store for us today. Cool. Well, let's just start with what do people even mean when they say, you know, take back your power or um, talk about not giving your power away. I actually talk a little bit about holding your power uh, in my book, Common Sense Happiness. That's what principle two is based on. So you've probably heard it um, as a topic come up before, but what may you ask is this inner power that we speak of? So I like to start with what it is not. All right. So your power is not about pushing your desire onto other people. It's not about pushing your beliefs onto other people. It's not about wielding power over people. It's not about pushing anybody around in any way. And it is not about elevating yourself at the expense of other people. So those are some of the key things that it is not. Now, knowing what it is. Okay, here's kind of what it's about. It is about owning and standing strong in what is true for you. It is about determining your own self-worth, which is very hard for a lot of people. But if you're able to do that, then, um, then your self-worth isn't being determined by how others feel about you and their opinions about you. So 
when you have a sense of inner power and you start to, when we dive into that, that's, that's a big thing because so many of us become victims, if you will, of what other people are thinking or saying about us that is in some way negative and we let that affect us. So uh, that means you're not, you're not, you don't have a good grasp of your own power. Makes sense. Well, yeah, and, and that really that really resonates because I think um, that gives us back the control of how we feel. You know that someone can't make us feel a certain way; we allow them to make us feel that way. Totally, exactly. So it's also about each of us taking personal responsibility and control of our thoughts, um, our emotions, our actions, and then using that power, those skills to become our best selves, um, as well as the best human that we can be. So knowing that those are some of the main things that your inner power is about can, you know, help you get um, maybe more uh, inspired to develop yours. Well, yeah. And I think we're always looking to the outside, right? When we want to make an improvement, um, what can we do to our health to, to look better or what can we buy to help us feel or, or look better? And, and this is again, really kind of putting, uh, putting it all in our own hands. Right. Exactly. So let's start with something that we touched on a minute ago. That is, uh, we've, we've all fallen prey to this, um, being upset about, um, something that somebody else has said about us or to us. I'm sure that that's happened to you at some point in your life. It happens, especially when you're younger in school, because kids can be super mean and insensitive, but so can adults, um, especially on social media where they're safe. Uh, it's easy to, you know, fire out all kinds of negative stuff about people that actually you don't even know people that you've never even met. Um, but also, you know, people that you do know. So it's easy to, um, to hide behind a, uh, a device and fire out negative stuff. But you know, what, like in the past, when you're younger and you're not really that equipped, how do you handle it? Or how did you handle it? Like if somebody said, you know, something really nasty to you or about you and you heard about it. I remember being really affected by that stuff. Uh, my mom always used to tell me it was because I didn't have brothers and sisters. So I wasn't used to just kind of the usual ribbing and joking and name calling kind of stuff that kids do. So all yeah. that really caught me off guard. And I think you know, even as a kid, everyone wants to be well-liked. And that's maybe the, that's as much as you can kind of grasp at that age of like, oh, somebody doesn't like me or they, they think something is wrong with me. And those are just the sorts of things that put us on the path to doubting ourselves and to being mm -hmm. less confident um, and to not, you know, standing yeah. in our power, I guess. Right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I think that, um, you know, when we, when we fall victim um, or fall into the trap, I should say, of feeling uh, offended or insulted or inspired to act out, and especially right now, I mean, with the political correctness that has um, permeated, you know, all echelons of society, um, people don't even, you know, realize or have no intention of being insulting or offensive, yet people are taking it that way. And that, which is a choice, you know, because that's not always the intention, but uh, people have a tendency to want to twist things to, you know, fit their narrative and justify their emotions. So when we, you know, when we fall into the trap of feeling like that because of something that somebody has done, then naturally what happens is 
you know, we have a tendency, unless we've learned better, we have a tendency to behave badly in return, right? We want to retaliate or say something negative back or act in anger. You know, we just want to, we want to do something in response um, as a reaction that is probably not good for for us or for the other person. Like um, hurt people hurt people, right? Exactly. Exactly. Only people, nobody that's, nobody that is feeling good and is not in any kind of emotional pain has any desire to inflict any kind of pain on anyone else. It's just not even in their universe. Right. right. And I, I don't know about you, Lori, you're, you're actually a much kinder and calmer person than I am. So this maybe doesn't apply to you, but um, when I do retaliate, if I do give into that and slip up and kind of clap back at someone, I almost always feel 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know that it wasn't, uh, you didn't take the high road, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't your best reaction to the situation. Mm -hmm. Could you have done better? Could you have reacted in a more, you know, mature way or whatever? So we always know inside when we haven't, you know, behaved at our best. We feel it. Yeah. Um, But when we act out or behave badly or react, you know, poorly as a result of somebody else's words or bad behavior, then what we've just done is given them the keys to our emotional kingdom, right? We've given them the power to manipulate how we feel and how we act. So you don't really think about it that way in the heat of the moment, but that's really what you've done when you've allowed someone else to push your buttons people are going to push your buttons all through life. That's just the nature of people. Maybe not even intentionally, but buttons get pushed. So the, you know, when you, when you decide that you're going to react badly to it, then you're not the one in control. They are. You've just allowed them the keys into your kingdom. Yeah. And, and the opposite of that, when I am able to fight the urge to clap back or when you feel like you've handled something well and almost like you've set the example of like, mm-hmm. you're all the way down here, you're working down here, you're name calling, you're insulting people. I, you can't even get my attention. Right. Zero, zero response. That's so empowering. It is. That's the most empowering place to be because now um, you're in a place where even if, whether it's praise or negative talk, um, you're kind of above it. You're not beholden to it and you're not reactive to it. Uh, you know what? You, you're just not attached to any of it. So not being attached to any of it, good, bad, or otherwise, is actually the most powerful place to be. Because if right. you're, even so if you're attached, how do we get if, there? Yeah, yeah. Because even if you're attached to some praise and compliments and all that, even if you're attached to that, um, you're still, you're still kind of ceding some power to someone else because that you that's kind of feeding you. So then, what happens when you don't get it? You might feel like, oh, am I, you know, am I no longer good enough? Did I do not do something right? You know what I mean? So that's actually not a healthy place to be either. Um, so the place of non-attachment to any of it, where where it's inconsequential to you, is the most powerful place to be. Okay, so here's the thing. There's obviously, there's, there's no upside. There's only downside to giving your power away. So I'm going to go through and list a couple of things about what those downsides are. Okay. First of all, it makes you a willing victim. 
which is a very mm. disempowering mindset. Um, a victim mindset tends to blame other people um, or things outside of themselves on whatever their disappointment is in life or whatever they're mad about or upset about. Uh, whatever it is that's, that's making in their mind their life difficult or harsh or whatever, it's somebody else's fault. That's a, that's a victim mindset and that is obviously one of the big downsides to giving your power away because obviously you've given your power to something outside of yourself to, um, you know, to, that you think is making you feel or experience what you're feeling or experience in the moment. Right. And we, well, yeah, because I've experienced that that doesn't really get you anywhere, right? Like I'm a big believer in life is happening for you, not to you. So if things happen and it's just, it's someone else's fault and it wasn't, um, you don't look at it as a gift that was given to you as a learning experience or a way to grow, you're not going to learn or grow. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we also give our power to excuses. Um, for example, like if you have a habitual mindset of, of part of this is language, oh, I can't do that because, or I don't have this because, the I don'ts and I can'ts and, oh, I wish I could if only, but all of those things are excuses. So excuses are another way that we give our power away. Um, because we're, you know, we're relying on those to justify why we're not doing or being or having something we want, right? Now, if you allow someone to talk you into doing something that you strong, strongly disagree with because you want their approval, then you've betrayed your power. Mm, wow. A lot of times we do that. We, we, we kind of go along to get along. Right. And sometimes, you know, depending on what the situation is, maybe it's, um, you know, a work environment or you just want to keep the peace at the family gathering or something. So sometimes, you know, you can kind of go along to get along just because there's really no point in rocking the boat, right? But right. And we can, well, we can easily convince ourselves that that is holding our power because that's not letting that other person in or like, we're not going right. to let what they do or say affect us, right? right? So, so wait, Lori, that's... That's the wrong thing to do that's not standing in our power so you know what it's standing in your power as long as you have the right reasons so if you don't want to rock the boat for the right reasons which is you know i just need to kind of keep some peace and harmony going here um then then i think you're okay but if you're going if you're agreeing with someone that you strongly disagree with let's say you have a your your worlds apart on an important matter then um you know and you want their approval and you and you so you kind of forsake that that path that you are on or your thoughts or feelings or values about something then you've kind of betrayed your power again right because you're only doing it for the approval of someone because you want to make sure that they approve of you that they like you that they don't think ill of you so when it's something that's an important matter that is maybe an infringement on your value system then you are betraying your power by going along to get along do you see the difference yes and i feel like that's a big difference that can make a big difference in our lives yeah yeah. So you have really have to be able to discern what's important in the given circumstance, who's involved, 
what is it? How important is it that you agree or how important is it that you disagree? If it's, if it's not a big thing, like, you know, part of the family wants a smoked turkey at Thanksgiving and the other part wants a roasted turkey with stuffing the way grandma used to make it. You know, I mean, just go along to get along. It's really, <laughs> don't, don't make it a big thing, right? But, but you know, if it's something that's really serious, um, like, like there's consequences of some sort, or again, it's really um, making, um, breaching your, your value system. That's, that's not cool. And we can tell that kind of by the way we feel, right? Don't we kind of have an inner, an inner voice that tells us when it's right and wrong to go yeah. along with someone? Yeah. Yes. You'll know. You, your emotions will tell you, your, your instinct, your intuition, whatever you want to call it, will definitely tell you. So then you want to check in with yourself and um, you know, maybe reflect a little bit on what the situation is. And then after some thoughtful you know, contemplation, <laughs> decide what your next move is going to be. Okay. So another downside is if you have made a habit, a lifestyle of overindulging in unhealthy things like unhealthy quantities of food, um, unhealthy quantities of alcohol, harmful substances, um, with any, you know, if you're a drama monger, anything that you, you know, if that's a lifestyle, if you are, if you are uh, overindulging in all of that stuff, then you are literally sabotaging your own power. You're sabotaging yourself. Yeah. And uh, gosh, that makes so much sense that you kind of threw out there, you know, drugs, alcohol, food, whatever it may be, are also, you know, um, the other thing that you said, which was not a substance, mm-hmm. uh, which um, I forgot yeah. right now. Yeah. Drama. Like if you yes! are somebody that's always stirring the pot and stirring up drama and, and you know, causing conflict. Yeah. I think people don't often, they're the same. That's just as bad. Right. And there are, um, there's a mindset I think that some people are in of just maybe not that you're bored, but you're used to having trauma or conflict or, you know, not working towards a resolution. So that's what people do. And I think that can be sort of an addiction in itself is that drama, like you're saying. Yeah, it, um, it really is because, um, you know, there's a reason that you're doing that. And usually people that are kind of um, addicted to that kind of behavior where they're creating conflict and stirring up drama um, because it makes them feel important. Um, so it gives them a sense of significance and importance. So you're kind of feeling a need with that. But at the same time, if you're that person, you're probably also damaging the relationships that you have. Once people catch on to what you're doing, you know, you can most people won't, unless they're just like you, don't want to stay in that kind of a relationship. So it's very self-sabotaging. Yeah. And this reminds me of something that Neil Donald Walsh said a few weeks ago on We're Talking Shift. When you do things for other people, you feel good about yourself. So, you know, we can engage in people in that way with drama and negativity and feel important that way, or we could maybe do something nice for them instead and, and feel important to them in a much more fulfilling way. Right. Right. I mean, that just feels so much better all the way around. It's just, you know, our, our souls know what the right thing to do is. And so when you're not feeling like you've made the right move or said the right thing or someone else has, and you haven't responded the right way, you'll feel it, you'll know it. Um, and then you just, you know, don't, 
don't feel guilty and beat yourself up, but learn from it so that the next time that, uh, you know, the opportunity rolls around to um, react differently, you can. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Another way that we give away our power is by when we think that it's, we kind of touched on this before, but this is such a big one. If you think that someone else has made you angry or upset, because really, nobody really has the power to make you angry or upset um, or frustrated, you know, stressed un unless mm -hmm. you decide that you're going to allow that. So the allowance is still in your hands. Um, I think that a lot of people think that, you know, the emotion comes rushing in, they have no control over it. And then, well, you know, it's just natural, a natural response, but, but it's not, it's learned behavior. It's what you've learned to do. It's probably how you've responded and reacted many times in the past. And so um, to start checking yourself on that and realizing that, you know, even if somebody is intentionally trying to get your goat, as they say, um, right. you're the one that has the power to, um, to agree and jump in, you know, and go down that road. Well, and this might be, is it especially difficult for people who are people pleasers? Because if someone's really trying to get at you and that's what they want, they just are having a bad day. They want to make someone else feel bad too. And you're essentially just going to give them that, you know, like, all right, you said that terrible thing to me and now I feel bad too. There you go. Congratulations. You brought us all down, but you're probably happy <laughs> with the results that you just got from me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that brings up. Up, I literally had a conversation with a client not too long ago that um, was telling me about a situation with someone that 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 very thing happened. So there, you know, there was a group and somebody actually brought up a situation, stirred the pot, kind of pitted people against each other and created a lot of of bad feelings and drama and seemed to be sort of feeling kind of good about it. And so, you know, the client, bless her heart, she said, you know what I did? I set a boundary. And when um, I, I told that, that person that I didn't want to um, talk to them for at least 30 days while I, <laughs> like, I don't need that kind wow. of drama in my life. Yeah. So wow. you know what? Um, That's that powerful. It is, it is because otherwise, you know, if you just, if that's a habit a, a behavior, you know, with somebody that they always are doing that kind of thing and there's no consequences, there's no repercussions, then what is their motivation to think about what they did and maybe, you know, reconsider how they're going to, you know, behave in the future. So mm -hmm. by, by having that unexpected consequence, um, now that person, you know, has some time to think about it and we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's, um, that's, she stood in her power. She's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow that into my world. So I'm going to take 30 days break from you and I'm going to think about move, how I want to move forward. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And, and if I had to guess who in that situation is maybe more successful, maybe happier overall in their life, I would certainly guess that your client is the one. And it's probably because of uh, things like that, that I'm sure she learned from you. <laughs> well, some, you know, of course, you know, there's been a lot of work going into that, but you know, to her credit, you know, she's, she's doing all the work though. So a hundred percent that you're right though. She's the one that is evolving. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Okay, and just how, so- how sad for that person who is doing things the wrong way and trying to pit everyone against each other and stir up drama. Whatever that situation was, I'm sure it was an opportunity to bring people together, to collaborate and find the best idea out of everyone. And man, you just think like, what a lost opportunity uh, because someone obviously probably wasn't feeling their power that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so here's the last big one. And I think probably a lot of people wouldn't consider this, but I think it's huge. Um, Giving away your power also happens a lot of times when you have a lack of forgiveness. Lack of forgiveness is a huge energy vampire, I guess would be the way to, you know, to really say it. It's a power vampire. Um, I think a lot of times that people are not able to uh, heal their emotional disappointments or trauma from the past. um, And, you know, they haven't been able to forgive, you know, the person or people or the circumstances that, um, you know, or the event that caused it. So what happens is we have built up resentment and lack of forgiveness, right? Well, that is a power drain. Absolutely. And, you know, I was going to write about this. And then I, I happened to be right in the middle of reading this amazing book um, by Alice Marie Johnson called Afterlife. And you may be familiar with her story. This is the woman um, that, um, with the help of uh, Kim Kardashian West, was able to um, get out of her life uh, sentence in prison um, through, with, pres- with her help through President Trump. And so I'm reading her story, which is fascinating, by the way. And she just nailed it. And I'm just going to read it to you because her words are so beautiful. It really brings home why this is such an important one. She said, uh, this is while she's still in prison now. I saw broken women who were in need of spiritual healing. When many of them confided in me and shared their pain, I noticed it often included a burden of forgiveness. With sudden clarity, I realized I had not fully moved on myself. And this is after she had already done a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, but this was something that she still didn't even realize she was holding on to. So she said, I had to go through my mind and list the people who had hurt me. I had to release myself from the bitterness. I had wrongly believed I had the right to be angry and unforgiving toward the people who had caused me so much pain. Bitterness was causing my soul to rot. Hmm, strong words. Through unforgiveness, I was giving my past and others power over me. This is where the power comes in. I could no longer live with the stench of my own anger and had to do what seemed impossible, forgive them. So by making the choice to forgive, I took the power of unforgiveness and, or or I, um, I took away, I should say, the power of unforgiveness and took back my life. What freedom I experienced when I did. People have asked me over the years how I was able to stay so positive about life in prison. And forgiveness is a big part of my answer. Being able to forgive gave me back my life. So that's why that's kind of the last big one. That just sums it up so beautifully right there. What if the person that we have to forgive is ourselves? 
-hmm. something that we've done that caused issues in our lives or, um, you know, letting, giving away our power and letting people make us feel a certain way. What if we have to move on and forgive us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's every bit as important that you forgive yourself, you know, and it's a process. It's not something like, okay, I've been beating myself up about this thing I did or said, you know, um, for 10 years now, I'm going to let it go uh, on Saturday. I mean, you know, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, that would be nice. That would be nice, but it, it's usually not like flipping a switch. You know, usually there are other layers of, of work that you're doing and, but it really does take a big mindset shift. You have to be willing to stop punishing yourself because the punishment is eroding at your self-worth. And if you can turn it around and let it go, you have then the gift of, the of the message of what you've learned of how you've overcome to help other people but you can't help other people um you know effectively if you are still um basically keeping yourself in a place of you know i'm a piece of crap this is what i did it's unforgivable and i'll i'll never get over it nor should i i don't deserve to now what you've done is you've completely um you've destroyed the un the story that you could have moving forward. You've taken away the power of creating a better future for yourself and other people. So, so learning, um, you know, learning some things, you might have to work with somebody to help you go through some processes of slowly learning to forgive yourself. And a lot of times that comes with um, finding where the blessing could be. There's always, you know, the, gi the gift when you get to the other side of that is you have so much to give other people. That's exactly what, um, you know, Afterlife and Alice Marie Johnson is talking about. Her mistakes that she made that landed her there in the first place, it took her a long time and lots of work going through different levels of, you know, how is she going to be, you know, um, thinking about things differently? What, you know, how is she contributing even in, even in prison? How is she contributing in trying to make the lives of other people better. And as she got more and more involved in that and became, and became just this whole um, new version of herself, but then somebody brought this up and then she realized, ooh, there was still some stuff down there that she hadn't attended to yet. Um, you know, and when this she, but, but see, by then she was ready. You have to be ready you know, to get to that point. So sometimes there are some steps that have to happen first in order to be able to forgive yourself or somebody else. You got to be ready. So you got to get ready to get ready, if that makes sense. It, it does. Like this is a huge takeaway, I feel like, because when we're in that mindset where we're punishing ourselves, it's because we feel like we deserve it, right? And so if we could take that focus off of us and say, no, 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 you're also doing everyone else a disservice by punishing yourself. You're punishing exactly. everyone else because you're not sharing your gifts or whatever it may be. That makes it a lot easier yeah. to, to get out of yeah. that mindset. Wow. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be willing. And, and uh, a neat little phrase is, how can I make my mess my message? Mm -hmm. And so when you can make your mess your message, 
and turn that into something that is not all um, focused on, only on you. And instead, now you're going to focus on contributing to the betterment of others, to teaching others, to, to uplifting others. That's a whole new world that you can experience, a whole new story you can create for yourself. And it's going to feel good because when you are contributing, you are fulfilling one of the highest needs of the soul is to contribute. So, so when you, everybody makes mistakes and everybody makes, you know, bad choices uh, to some degree or other. Obviously, there's a, you know, <laughs> there's a big scale there. But if you have the opportunity, to contribute in some way based on you have learned a lesson and you've become a better person for it and now you can help others, that's a, that's a pretty good place to be. Yeah, that, that would be a big shift. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> so I think that, you know, the takeaway from that is, is nurturing resentments or revenge, mm -hmm. whether it's toward you know, yourself or somebody else, it, it really makes you a prisoner of the past. And, and it continues to then cede the power to whoever wronged you or whatever wrong you've done in the past. It's, it's all ceding power to the past. And, and we want to move on from the past. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm expecting my future to be a lot better than the past. So yes. Learn, <laughs> let's put know, that in the rearview mirror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Learn, take the blessing, and move on, right? <laughs> okay, so now, um, now that you know many of the ways that we give our power away and the downsides, um, this is important to know because when, when you don't own your power, it makes it easy for other people to own you. And that is why it's so important to understand, to recognize some of these ways that you may not realize you're giving away your power. It's really important to recognize what you're doing to give it away. And then in a second, we're going to talk about how you can start to develop it. But that's why, because otherwise other people own you because they can manipulate you. They can manipulate your emotions. And that's what's going on. This whole entire year of 2020 has been a big fat manipulation of everyone's emotions through the media. I don't care what side you're on. So you better really be able to understand how to stand strong in your power so that you are not moved around like a pawn on a chessboard. Oh, and Lori, as a, you know, I consider myself a journalist. And so I have to say those people who are being affected by the media, they're giving the media their power. It's not our fault. Right. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's talk about some ways that we can develop and exercise our power. Um, Here's the thing, it's hard, and this is why it's, this is actually why it's more difficult for a lot of young people, I think. It's hard to find and stand in your power if you haven't closely examined uh, the qualities and the characteristics that you value. So you have to kind of start at the beginning, at the fabric of who you are and who you want to be, right? So we have to start, as you've heard me say many times before, by asking ourselves some quality questions. And that would be like, well, what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of person do I not want to be? What characteristic traits do I want to embody? 
what are my values? What are my beliefs? What are my morals? Um, am I treating myself? Am I treating my life uh, with, with dignity and respect? These are some basic fundamental questions that you got to sit down and get really real with yourself about. Um, what are the standards that I hold myself to when it comes to uh, what is and is not acceptable uh, to me in the ways that I want to behave and experience life? So those right there, I mean, if you sit down and even just start answering those questions, you're going to get to know yourself a lot better. But if you don't even ask yourself the questions, if you don't even sit down and make a list of what actually are my values, my core values, what are the characteristics in, in a person um, that I admire, that I want to have those same characteristics and personality traits, you know, what is important to me? Uh, if you haven't done that, then it's just really easy for you to be yanked around by, you know, whichever way the wind is blowing. You have nothing right? to stand on, Right. Yeah, because this, and none of this happens overnight, the getting yourself into the hole or out of the hole, right? And I think we can, it starts with little slip ups in, like you talk about what we believe and our morals. It's like, mm, maybe, you know, I told this little white lie one time and then, oh, that worked really well, got me out of whatever. So I tell it again. And then yeah. pretty soon a, a medium lie, you know, doesn't seem right. like a yeah. big deal, you know, yeah. right? So what, what you're saying makes so much sense. Like, how can we get to where we want to be if we don't even have the foundation that we need to begin with? Exactly. I mean, an obvious one is honesty. Most people would value, have a, you know, place honesty high on their list of values. So then you have to ask yourself, am I honest in all aspects of my life? Right. Is that something that I just want other people to be honest or am I going to hold myself accountable <laughs> too for being honest? You know, you know what I mean? So going through all of those types of things that you decide are, are important for you and then really turning the spotlight on yourself is, is an exercise that everybody should do. And it's actually something that a person should probably do periodically because as you, you know, as you evolve and you grow and circumstances change and life experiences change, some of those values or beliefs may also change. And, you know, chances are values and beliefs that you've had since you were young that somebody else pretty much instilled in you probably need to be updated and evolved and maybe changed a little too. So it's a good thing to do, you know, periodically to make sure that what you are thinking and doing and saying is in alignment with your core values. Yeah. And this kind of reminds me of something that you suggested in our uh, maintaining happiness and health through the holidays episode, uh, where you talked about writing a family mission statement. Right. And I didn't think about it at the time, but now I'm thinking it's like, maybe we should all have kind of a personal mission statement all the time as just a, a check-in with ourselves. Exactly. I think that's an awesome idea. It really is. Cause it, it was, really it was your it. idea, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Not like that, that actually, like I created that, but, uh, yeah. Um, all right. So we don't, um, here's the, the, the other thing about asking yourself some quality questions. Also taking responsibility, asking yourself, are you taking responsibility for all of the things that you should be? So, um, that is also a big part of developing our inner power. So for example, you are responsible for your reactions, 
that's a big one. We talked about why that is, um, you know, a, a downside of not, of, of, you know, giving your power away when you are not being responsible for your reaction. So you have to practice responding instead of reacting, doing the same thing over and over again. Um, from past experiences, so you keep bringing them into the you know present circumstance and re reacting the same way. So, the practice would be measured responses, taking a breath. If there's something that you feel like has just pushed a button in you, then that's a good time before you react the way you always do to take a breath, maybe count <laughs> to to mm -hmm. ten or something, but take a couple breaths and then. Think about a very, the, the most loving, mature, measured response you can come up with. And if you can't do it, then maybe walk away and come back later when you can. Okay. But, that, that's what I was going to say. What if we're just not quite there yet? We're trying to get there. What if we're not yeah. there yet, Lori? <laughs> yeah. Better to have no reaction than a bad one. So mm. I would say, you know, depending on the situation, who the person is, if you're able to say, I'm going to walk away and um, collect my thoughts and then I'll come back and we'll, you know, finish the conversation or whatever. Uh, I'll tell I you like what I think, that. but yeah. yeah. See, that makes but, me feel powerful. Right. Because now you are in control of yourself. Yeah. So you are empowered, you know, with, with your own ability to manage your emotions and not let them, you know, be, a, not be a slave to them which is right. what happens when you just fly off the handle. Okay. And, and then we have to be embarrassed and it's the whole thing. <laughs> yes. And then you have damage control that has to be done. So it's no good. Okay. You are responsible for the energy that you bring into any situation. So as you probably know, Everything is energy. We all have energy. We are energy. And so when you walk into a room where there's someone else or other people, you bring your energy, which, you know, is reflected a lot of times in your attitude or your mindset, you bring that in with you. So that's become such a catchphrase lately, right? Like a trendy thing to say, like, oh, keep that same energy for when this happens. You know, like if someone comes at you and they're really wound up about something, well, keep that same energy when the thing that didn't bother you that bothered me, you know, I wanted to bother you that much. Right. Yeah. It's just be responsible for your energy. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you are, I mean, in some people's energy is really strong. It's like you can almost feel them coming. You know what I mean? Uh, before you even see them. But if you're walking into a space where there's already energy going on, there's already interaction happening and you are just, you know, maybe you were just stuck in a terrible traffic jam and you're flustered and you're angry and you're stressed and, you know, and you're just, you come blowing into you know, maybe the office and the other staff is there and everyone's in a good mood and they're kind of in their groove and you come blowing in all like, ah, you know, frenetic energy and stress and I'm late and blah, blah, blah. You just literally shift the entire energy of the room. That's not cool. That's not cool. Don't, don't be that guy or gal. Don't be that guy. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Just think about what you're bringing into the situation and you know, it should be if you're a fairly emotionally fit person and you want to make others feel good around you, then be responsible because, you know, you have the 
you have the power to shift the energy. So be somebody that's shifting it in a good way. In that's an uplifting cool. way. Right. Yeah. And then maybe we hope that everyone will follow our lead, right? If we're standing in our power, we're doing all the things Lori's telling us to do. Will will other people follow our example? Could could be a real trendsetter, you know? (laughs) But energy has a current. And so, you know, whatever the strongest energy current is in the room or the mob, you if you're part of that, you get sucked into that. And it's easy to get sucked into other people's energy currents when you don't know how to hold on to your own power. So that's the other side of that. Okay. Uh, what if what if we are concerned that maybe we are one of those people who is um, overbearing with their energy or maybe we think perhaps we might be that person who walks into the room and whether they're happy or sad or whatever it may be, kind of takes over everything and makes everyone feel that way. Mm-hmm. Well, how, yeah. how can we not do that? <laughs> so if we're that person, um, yeah, because a lot of times people uh, kind of justify that by um, saying, well, I'm just being authentic. Oh, yes. I'm just keeping it real. Okay. So there's, you know, that's a fine line. That's a, that's a, it's just, yeah. Okay. But, um, being authentic doesn't always mean in every circumstance with every person that you have to show up with your baggage in tow and spread it around the room. You know, sometimes your business needs to just stay your business. You don't need to make your business everybody else's business. That's kind of a burden to place on other people. Now, I'm not saying that you should always pretend that, you know, you're in, you know, this euphoric state if you're not. That's, you know, I'm I'm not saying that. But I am saying be discerning about what you're bringing in because sometimes, you know, you're... If you're sharing all of your all of your angst and your triggered moments or your, um, you know, your whatever the feeling is, that's maybe not an uplifting feeling for the room. If you're always sharing that all the time, if you've got a habit of that, if that's your pattern, then it it means that you're looking. You, you know, there's a payoff there. You're looking for something to come mm-hmm. back to you. You're looking to other people again, which is kind of a burden if this is a habit to appease you or to make you feel better or to help you change your state or whatever. Sometimes that's appropriate, but it's not always appropriate every time in every situation. Yeah, full full circle. Wow. Yeah. So you learn to manage yourself. <laughs> You're like, get it together. Get it together. For the get sake of yourself and everyone else, just get it together. Right. Okay. You are responsible um, for the choices that you make and how you spend your resources. So like, don't blame other people for choices that are your choices. Like, oh, you know, he made me feel so angry that I blew up at him. It is his fault. We talked about that. Or um, I have to do this all the time. And, you know, do you? Are you sure? You Do you have to do fill in the blank all the time? Is that actually something that somebody else is making you do? Or do you choose to do that? So being responsible for your choices and not acting like somebody else is controlling every minute of your every day. 
And I know that there's an exception for like new parents because that little human <laughs> that you just brought into the world is probably controlling your every minute of your every day. So there's an there are exceptions to the rule. I get it. But you know what I'm talking about. Okay. You are responsible for discerning if feedback that you are getting is actually valid. So let's take your example of if you're the person that always comes in and you are the uh, sort of over the top, sort of take over the energy in the room. Um, you know, maybe if sometimes if somebody is giving you what you consider negative feedback, yeah, maybe that's just like, whatever, that's their take. And you can sort of take it with a grain of salt. But if there seems to be a pattern and people are telling you on a kind of regular basis, sort of the same thing, like, you know, every time you come to the party or every time you blah, 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 this happens. Then you may want to actually consider that Mm, maybe there's something I need to look at in myself. Maybe there's a little uh, character development or maturity in order. Maybe I'm just not realizing how I'm coming off to people. So sometimes the, the criticism, what you take to be criticism, um, is something that might be valid and you might want to take a look at yourself. And is it our intuition that's coming in there? Or what is it? Because I know from experience, when someone says something negative to you about you, it bothers you a lot more if you know it's true. Whether you have admitted it to yourself or not, when they say it, you know if it's true or not. And if it is, it's going to bother you a whole lot more, right? Is that, our, is that ourselves trying to tell us something? Yeah, you know, yeah, if it's bothering you then sure, because that means that it's trying to tell you something and maybe you have some work to do on yourself. So you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing to look at yourself in the mirror, as I've said before, call your own bullshit and maybe make some changes. Maybe work on a little bit of character development. Yeah. Make them not be able to say that anymore so that it doesn't bother you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just something that you just don't even realize you've gotten into the pattern of, of, of doing or a way you've become accustomed to just being. So um, it, might be, um, it might be a gift to help you <laughs> become a better version of yourself, right? And don't we all want that? Right. And well, but that's what you're saying, right? Is that we have to kind of qualify the feedback and, and figure exactly. out yeah. if, if we should be listening or not. That's right. it. You, you really have to, I mean, if there's a pattern, if this is something that has come to you more than once from more than one person, you might want to at least give it some thought and consideration before you discard it. Mm -hmm. That's all. And if you, after great contemplation, if you think that they are just full of crap, then go about your business and hopefully, you know, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You are responsible. Oh, I just said that one. Okay. So that's, yeah. Basically take responsibility for your behavior and your energy. Don't be a dick. That's really what this boils down to. We so have simple. Enough of them. It yeah. really is. It really is. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. Okay. So. <laughs> and handle it the right way when someone is a dick to you, I guess exactly. is, what you're, is what you're also saying. Exactly. The other side of the coin. So. Okay. Now, if you spend some time answering these questions for yourself, you will literally 
have developed your own personal constitution. So go through the, like all the things we just talked about, how, you know, am I taking responsibility in this area, this area, all the areas we just listed and, you know, going through the values, what are my values, my beliefs, my morals, what are all those things that are important to me? You know, the characteristics that, that I want to embody. If you sit down and you really spend some time making notes and going through that, by the time you're done and you have said, this is, this is the person that I want to evolve into, and this is my value system. Now you literally have your own personal constitution. And this gives you a foundation to, to stand on and, and, a, and a structure to function in. It actually makes it easier when you know those things about yourself to make, um, the right decisions for yourself when your values are tested um, and you'll feel good about yourself because you will be true to the standards that you've set for yourself. It just makes it easier when you know what your own rules are. Yeah. Yeah. That right? makes a lot of sense. And you know, when you put it that way, it's like, oh, do we really want more rules? But you're telling us that's what will help us stand in our power. Well, it is. And you know, it's, um, it, that's, imposing some behavioral rules on ourselves is necessary that's how we that's how we are able to be in community we're, i mean we're you know we're a society we're a community we're families we you know we're we want to be with other people we're social and in order to be um, you know, part of the social structure that we live in we we need to we need to establish some the values and rules that allow us to be comfortable and thrive in that structure. That's why it's important that we, you know, teach our kids right from wrong and how to behave properly and why you don't misbehave and, you know, the kind of person that you want to be so that they will fit into society in their, you know, with their own true selves, but so that they're not outcasts because they don't know how to, to get along, you know, with their group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So outcast is no good. <laughs> well, right. And you know, all this sounded like it was all about us when you first started talking, like standing in our power and not letting other people mm -hmm. affect us, but really yeah. it's, it's about everyone. Yeah, it really is. You know, and another thing is, um, when you do this, the opinions of others will not affect you so much though. It'll affect you much less. It's really almost, it's very difficult for most people. Most people are not telling the truth when they say, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. They do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be so passionate about making the statement. So <laughs> they do. People, we do care what other people think, but we have to make sure that we, we do that in a healthy way. Um, when you have all of your personal constitution in place, then you're not relying on the other people, you know, their, their opinions and their approval um, to nurture your self-worth because you've already established it for yourself. So this is goes to the I'm just I'm just taking it all in Lori um this is a lot I'm like I would take no I'm gonna have to listen back to this another time it's just it, it's wow. a lot everything you say just resonates so much good good but this is how you develop your inner power 
And that is going to be the fuel that keeps your self-worth and your sense of value in place where it should be. It won't be at the, the whim of other people. So there's a, uh, there's a quote that I really love that kind of sums up this whole thing by W. Clement Stone. And it goes, have the courage to say no, have the courage to face the truth, do the right thing because it's right. These are the magic keys to living your life with integrity. That's what it means to hold your power. Wow. So simple. There we go. Yeah. Well, it's not complicated, but it's also can be hard if this is a new exercise and a new way of thinking for you. But um, it's well worth the exercise. It's well worth the practice. You will feel, when you feel empowered, when you feel like you have choices, that's where your sense of freedom comes from. That's where mm-hmm. your sense of feeling like, oh, you know, I, I can do that if I want. I don't have to do that if I don't want. We didn't ruin anything for ourselves. Or anyone else. So, right. right? Okay. So I think that is a wrap for today. I think um, there's some good stuff there for everyone to work on. And I hope that, uh, I hope that you all will take this to heart and take it into the new year with you. And hopefully um, you'll have a mindset shift that's going to make you feel like you know how to grab a hold of your power and use it to become the best version of yourself. Okay. As always, thanks, Christy. This was really fun to talk through with you. I've never actually talked through this thoroughly, this whole process with with anyone, like all in one setting. So that was really interesting. Well, thank you for having me. I feel like I got um, a complimentary coaching session today. So love it. All right, everyone. Thank you for hanging out with Christy and myself. Uh, Of course, we would love it if you would take a minute to subscribe. You don't want to miss any of the upcoming episodes. That way you'll get notified. Um, Make sure to leave us a five-star rating. That really makes us happy. And um, if you find value in everything that we share here, please head on over to lauriebischoff.com where you can find out what private coaching with me is all about. And I will be happy to help you develop your own personal constitution. So until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy, stand in your power, and go make some epic shift happen in your lives. And that goes for you too, Gary Vee.